Do you know how I knew your name was Doc? You know I can't give you the keys, right, babe? I mean, I guess I'm a pretty sick guy. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. Jack Crawford sent a trainee to me. Don't put it in your pocket, it's your lucky quarter. I had a dream about this place. And then I woke up. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bracket 10 B-Rolls, the podcast that brings together March Madness and movies in the best way possible. It's me. I'm one of your hosts, Fly Guy, motherfreaking Ty, a.k.a. Ty. You already know who it is. Go ahead. Let the people know who you are, man. My lovely co-host. What's up, guys? It's Quattro. Quattro, a.k.a. number four. <laughs> oh, brother, this guy stinks! <laughs> that was so stupid. That was so fucking dumb. Hey, man. Y'all already know what it is. Y'all clicked on the episode. Y'all been rocking with us for this long. Y'all already know how we doing it this season. Psychological thrillers coming in hot. Uh, we've had a lot of great movies so far. We got even more. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get this shit crack a lack in your dick. So uh, first things first, we got uh, movie number one today. Eyes Wide Shut, released in 1999, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Written by Stanley Kubrick and Frederick Raphael, starring Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, Todd Field, and Sidney Pollack, with a Rotten Tomato score of 76%, excuse me, 75%, and a uh, critic's consensus that reads, Kubrick's intense study of the human psyche yields an impressive cinematic work. Maybe... I think we should be grateful. Grateful that we've managed to survive through all of our adventures. Whether they were real or only Now, uh, how, how'd you feel about uh, Eyes Wide Shut, man? What'd you, what'd you feel? And also, I guess I will say this up top, uh, spoiler warning for everything that we're going to be talking about today. I'm not sure um, how in-depth we, we're going to get. Maybe we'll leave this. Maybe we won't say that much. Maybe we will. Just bear in mind, it is probably better if you've seen these movies. But also, you don't have to. You, uh, you can just hear us talk about them. And Chances are, if we spoil something, you won't even know what we're talking about. So it doesn't really matter. But enough of that. Uh, how'd you feel about Eyes Wide Shut, my dude? <clears throat> it was really good. Um, I really enjoyed that movie. Uh, one of the one of the funny things I always do when I watched it, when I watched it, it was probably like my fourth time watching this movie, like all time. Damn, and huh? So damn, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I like Nicole Kidman. I, okay, I mean, understandable. I mean, and, and, okay. Yeah. All right, never mind. Yeah. Statement retracted. Yeah. So, I get it. <laughs> um, I always like marvel at just how young her and Tom Cruise look. Like that was oh, insane. Man. Like Tom Cruise really don't look much different, but you know, a couple of gray hairs here and a couple of wrinkles. But like they all, they look so young, which I thought was really cool. But that movie, uh, especially watching these movies like with this season, it kind of reminded me of Rosemary's Baby a little bit. And how, like, they kind of found this, like, underground, not underground, but kind of, like, are dealing with this, uh, like, satanic or, like, 
mysterious group, not satanic, more like this mysterious group. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I love the cinematography in it. I love how like the story kind of reaches around itself in the end. Um, the music is amazing. Um, character dynamics are really interesting. Like the dynamic between the the dynamic between Nicole Kidman's character and um, Tom Cruise's character, which I really enjoyed. Um, I like how he kept the movie like overtly sexual. If that if overtly is the right word, overly is more what I was looking for. Uh, how, how overly sexual the movie was. I think like the psychological thriller and just like sex is very psychological and like for him to incorporate that so much in the film was really interesting to me. I'm right there with you, man. I also very much enjoyed Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, <clears throat> while I understand how you've seen it about four times, I've only seen it twice. Uh, Stanley Kubrick is probably my favorite director uh of all time as of now uh if not my favorite he's in my top like three uh, i love almost everything he's done um in fact i think there's only one movie off the top of my head that i can think of that i didn't uh that i don't absolutely love of his i won't say it just to keep y'all just just so you guys can guess see which see if you can figure it out um but with that being said I don't like, like space odyssey so you know that that's not the right answer but i'm going to <laughs> ignore that Anyway, uh, no, so I actually watched this for the first time uh, last year back in 20, actually, I think it was 2020, which was two years from now because it is 2022 and that is fucking wild to me. Um, But yeah, I I saw this for the first time. Point is, I saw it for the first time a while ago. And at that time, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it by any means. And I thought it was very good. And uh, above all else, I thought it was very well crafted as uh, I think everything Stanley Kubrick's ever done is uh, he's the man was just a um, he paid astoundingly uh, close attention to detail um, and it, it reflects in his craftsmanship and uh, he was he was an auteur to me uh, he, he really exemplified what it meant to be an auteur and his his work really uh, uh, just shines through and has a quality to it that uh, you know he, he poured over this a lot granted uh, I don't know how much of eyes wide shut actually he uh he wasn't involved in uh because of his death um i know i feel like he he died after the movie was ready like after he finished it but i can't be certain and i don't feel like looking it up at this point in time but my point is the movie um is very well crafted and it's uh it's really enjoyable for that reason and on the rewatch, this is uh, definitely something that I enjoyed uh, significantly more. And I think it's because I was paying a little bit more attention or maybe not necessarily paying more attention. It's just because I wasn't so uh, shocked by it. I was able to pay more attention like uh, because the first time you see it, you're like, oh, movie about a sex cult. You don't really know what to expect. And you're just kind of like in awe. Whereas this time around, I knew what to expect. I knew what was going on. Also, got to plug got to pl- plug this. I watched the version, the uncensored version that mm-hmm. doesn't have the because um, in the the in order to get an R rating here in America, they had to uh, generate uh, uh, insert 
um, like figures, like just the, the the hooded men, uh, in in place of like there are certain like spots within like there's a scene in the in the movie where Tom Cruise is just kind of like walking through basically an orgy, and um, and to get the R rated, uh, they get to get the R rating, they had to censor that in some way, and so they went back and computer um computer generated some like people to stand in the way just to block all, all the explicit stuff, but I bought the unrated version on Blu-ray. And so now I was, and so I was able to see like what it was actually before like adding that stuff. And it did, uh, it was definitely an interesting, cause I'd already seen it on the internet just cause you can look it up and be like, Oh, what's censored in eyes wide shut. But it was still cool to see it within the context of the movie. It did, def- it added a, a sense of authenticity to it. And it did feel like I was watching it as it was meant to be watched. Um, but with all that said, it was still really, uh, uh, really interesting of an experience, but, I say all that to say that uh, watching this on the second time through, I was really able to pay close attention to what Kubrick was tapping into in terms of uh, the human dynamics. And I really agree with what the uh, uh, critics consensus had to say when it came to uh, it's it's a uh, I guess uh, the, the way it says um, Kubrick does an intense study of the human psyche here, because I think the thing that com- I come away with uh, having seen this uh, it's, just the ways in which people in general, just humans are incredibly uh, not picky, um, just complex and just individuals uh, have a lot going on in their heads and um, everyone is unique. And there's something about everyone that just no one person, no two people are exactly the same and different people react to different things, different ways. And just the way that, uh, there's, there's certain sequences where you get just get um, Tom Cruise versus uh, Nicole Kidman just like going off of each other and it feels authentic. And I think it really uh, there are moments in this where I I can I've seen I've felt myself in that where you're talking to like your significant other and one of you says something that you don't mean in any like doesn't necessarily mean anything to you. But the way that the other person perceives it, whether it be like yourself or the person you're talking to, whether uh, the, the way that they perceive it is out of your control. And that aspect of it, because that's basically the, like the, the crux of the whole movie. Like that's like there's a conversation that's being that's that's had. And then Tom Cruise then like the, the movie then happens because like mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, like that's the inciting incident. Tom Cruise goes on this adventure uh, because basically his ego has been hurt. And it's it's a uh, it's it's just really fascinating the way that it, that that's uh, dealt with, and thinking about that very ha- having that at the forefront of your mind, the fact that all this is happening because of a hurt ego, uh, really I think does a lot for what the movie is saying in terms of um, just human uh, humans humanity's complexity uh, as it as it pertains to each individual. Um, yeah, were they dating at the time? They were married. Tom Cruise and oh, oh, in real life, in real Kevin, life, yeah. yeah, they were, they were a couple. Yes, they were because I actually watched um, on the Blu-ray. There's some um, bonus features and stuff, so I watched an interview between uh, Tom Cruise and like they. I did. I watched one with Tom Cruise and I watched one with Nicole Kidman, and they both like uh, referenced the fact that they were together. But that was like common knowledge, and that's why. Uh, and in fact, Tom Cruise actually said that uh, he's glad that they did the movie when they did because. They, there was a lot of places emotionally that the two of them had to go as a couple within the movie, and he feels that like they wouldn't have it wouldn't have been as good had they not had as much history together as they had. And because right. I can only imagine uh, what 
doing that movie did uh, or can do to a relationship. And I think um, they really they really worked well in that in that regard. Uh, but I, I think that's that's enough rambling about that. I mean, just also to comment on what you said, cinematography is excellent. I think uh, as with anything Kubrick did, um, the performances are great, and the score is also fantastic. I love the score of this movie, uh, which is honestly uh, becoming a common theme through all of these. I'm loving the score of each one of these movies. They've got some really solid stuff going on, and um, they're all really good in servicing the building of tension, which uh, Eyes Wide Shut is nothing if not tense. It is an incredibly tense watch, especially uh, during the scenes of uh, uh, danger for for some of our characters, and it's just an all around uh, it's just an all around ride that I really enjoyed, and uh, it's something that I still don't know that I completely get. And I think that it's going to be a movie that I get something different out of every time I watch it. Because uh, I know this will not be the last time I watch it. And um, it's just, it's really fascinating. And it's just, it's one of those things that every time I see it, I'm like, man, I really, it's a shame we lost Kubrick when we did. Because I wish he was still uh, making stuff today. Because I, I can only imagine what he, what his his perspective on the world would have been and what he would have been doing uh, as a filmmaker now. Um, and it's just it, it's it's really it's a real shame that we lost him when we did. But he still brought a lot of uh, great art to this world. So there's a and lot you can live. He can live on through you. Oh, man, that's really I really appreciate that, man. That's a that's some you, uh, you made my heart warm on that one. I really you, yeah, you my yeah. boy, man. No problem, bro. Hey, man, I really even though I feel like you a part of you was bullshitting. But like I still <laughs> like what? I was this. <laughs> Bro, that's the that's the problem, bro. Like people be saying shit, and I'd be like, "Nigga, you lying! Like, stop lying!" Like, uh, I would never lie to you. All right. So anyway, what would you rate this movie? Because now you're really lying. Uh, give this movie like a four. <laughs> nah. Uh, I don't nah, I'm gonna give it a solid <laughs> nine out of ten. Damn. All right. Respect. I, I'm a. I'm sitting at an eight out of ten. Uh, this. Man, uh, Eyes Wide Shut just really works for me. And it is horny as fuck. So, if. Oh, okay. It is, is it not horny as shit? Like, is that not an objectively true statement about the movie? Objective. It's objective, all right. Moving on. Um, it, uh, ooh, I just. You, ooh, ooh, what? Ooh is all you better do. <laughs> all right, moving on. We have, he don't uh, have that energy when I'm in the room. He he love to be on that. Ooh, I would just ah, 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 ah. when I when he on what when the he, fuck? He, he, got, old, he got two hundred miles between us. But it's old, okay. Old Tasmanian devil ass noise. What the fuck was that? <laughs> Nigga said, blah, 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 blah. "What the fuck?" You sound like Chucky from the Rugrats, bro. Stop it right now. You look like Tommy. <laughs> Cellulite. Um, <laughs> come on. Hey, man. Moving on. New movie number two of the day. We got Fight Club, released in 1999, directed by David Fincher, written by James Oles, based on a novel by Chuck Palahniuk, I think. Palahunik? Palahniuk, I think. Uh, starring Brad Pitt, Edward Norton, Meatloaf, and Zach Grenier. Uh, RIP Meatloaf. He actually just passed away not too, recent, uh, not too long ago. 
with a Rotten Tomato score of 79% and a critics consensus that reads, solid acting, amazing direction, and elaborate production design make Fight Club a wild ride. Every week, Tyler gave the rules that he and I decided. Gentlemen, welcome to Fight Club. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, the fight is over. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, one fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, if this is your first night at Fight Club, you have to fight. Now, uh, the rules of Fight Club have been broken. But who gives a damn? How'd you how'd you feel about the how'd you feel about Fight Club, bro? Prior to my watching it, I had never fully seen it from beginning to end. And uh wow. What? No, nothing, nothing. I just uh nah, don't worry about it. You you go, keep going. And that movie was freaking wild. Like also like I usually don't like um when characters um narrate for the entire movie mm-hmm. and like a lot of it like i'd say like 70 percent of him of the movie was him narrating but like i actually really enjoyed it like it was really dynamic and really helped uh, move the story forward edward norton is an amazing actor so it was fun watching him go on his journey um within his own mind we come to find out and then like him going off of brad pitt and going off of uh, helena bottom carter it was just amazing. Like I was like in awe by the end of the movie, just at the performances. And I loved how funny the movie was. I loved that it was like in so many ways, like kind of lighthearted, but still like kind of following true to that, like psychological, this dude is actually messed up. I liked the message of the movie, kind of like some of the underlying tones they touched on. Um, all in all, like this movie just really worked for me. It was one of the most enjoyable movies that we've watched so far to me. Oh, nice, nice. Not that they weren't the others weren't enjoyable, but this one like I really enjoyed. No, no, right. Like it's there's not necessarily like you're not really trying to be like you you don't mean that the other ones weren't good. It's just like, oh, this is really good. Like you mean that more as a as a praise of Fight Club, more so than a diss to the right. other the other movies. Um but that's I'm I'm really glad that you liked that one. I uh, got a chance to see Fight Club for the first time. Uh, I want to say during like quarantine, like during lockdown and stuff back in Solid. back in summer of 2020. That was the first time I saw it. And uh, it, it was it really blew my mind back then as well. Um, and it, rewatching it was a really fun, really fun to do just because um, I hadn't seen it in over a year. And it was uh, really uh, well over a year. My math. No, not quite. It, it it hadn't been a year yet. Actually, I'm lying because 2020. It is 2022. God, time is so weird. Uh, but yeah, like it. It was really fun to revisit that just because I remembered how wild of a ride it was. And for some reason, I don't know if like you can relate to this, but I know before I saw it, 
I um I had I had a, a different perspe- perception of what Fight Club was. Like every like fact. You get the jo- <laughs> you, like there's jokes that's made b- about it and like it's not like Fight Club is like constantly in the cultural zeitgeist being talked about, but it's still like it's something that is relevant and people do frequent uh, do um reference it frequently. And so I I was aware of it, but I still I'd never seen it and I didn't really know much about it. And so seeing it for the first time, it's like, wait, that's what that movie is? Like, what the fuck? This, it feels like it's uh, it feels so different than what you were expecting in, in a really good way, because it's 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 a really uh, fascinating watch. And it's a movie that is very easily misunderstood, I think. Uh, and that's how you get a lot of film bros who um, probably idolize Tyler Durden in a way that's like, oh, you're you don't get the movie like you don't know what David Fincher or the. Uh, author of the novel is saying you are you are the problem that kind of thing and that's it's a it has uh fight club has a has the propensity to be uh problematic in that way but i think for a conscientious movie watcher someone who's paying attention and who's like um being actively involved and invested in what's going on i think um it's there's a lot of interesting things going on with it and uh it's honestly i think it's one of david fincher's best best pieces like he's he's done a lot um mm. and he's done a lot of good stuff like he's he did gone girl social network seven zodiac uh girl with the dragon tattoo benjamin button mank uh the game i just this, saw that recently which one uh the oh, frick the ksk to benjamin button oh yeah i've, I've like never seen last, like week I've never seen that. I actually do want to watch it, though. It's something that I'd like to see. And Brad, I'm sure Brad Pitt's great in it. Um, but I, I say that to say, like, David Venture has a, a pretty solid resume. And I think Fight Club is uh, towards the top of that list when it comes to uh, his work as a, as a filmmaker. Um, as far as the way it uh, does it, as, as far as how it applies to the psychological thriller uh, category, just because that's always something that I'm thinking about when, when we watch these movies, it definitely feels like it is like it, it it fits that like it's it's got the psychological aspect to a t like it's literally got some shit going on with that and uh it's definitely thrilling especially um especially as things go on and the more reveals that happen uh, as the movie progresses it gets uh even more thrilling and um it's just it's it's a really fun watch and it's something that uh, I, I did enjoy on the rewatch. And that's something that I've uh, also a common theme uh, like amongst these movies, as well as me enjoying the music and stuff. I also have been finding myself uh, largely re uh, uh, enjoying these uh, movies more on the rewatch than I did when mm-hmm. I first saw them. Like they've, they, a lot of them have aged really well for me and I uh, really, really appreciate uh, it and what's, what's going on in them. So uh, Fight Club was no different. Really, really enjoyable, really solid movie. And um, it's the more we watch, the more I'm like, fuck, this Sweet 16 shit is going to be difficult. Bruh. This is going to be a difficult one. Uh, but what uh, what you what you giving Fight Club, man? What you what you rating it? Ooh, let me. <sighs> Damn. Nine. I'm going to give it a nine out of ten, yeah. bro. Man. I, I tell you what, man, you, you sit like I see I watch you as you like sit through that like that conflict of like is am I really gonna do this? Like am I really gonna give it a nine? I'm really like, yeah, I'm like, God, I'm trying not to give it something so high, but like it deserves it. It's like it, it's it, that's the thing with this with like curating a list of movies that you know are good, it it can feel counterintuitive to watch them and be like, 
well, these are all nines because it's like, yeah, these are all really good. And it feels weird to give this many movies in a row a really high score. But it just so happens that that's the way like it ha- like that's the way you the, the list was curated. Like it's a list of really good movies. We picked the list for a reason. And so it's like it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's not like uh, far fetched to have like uh, a bunch of movies that get like a bunch of high scores because just based on what I've seen so far. I give out way more scores. I'm like, damn, am I really fuck again? Another nine? But it's like, yeah, man, the movie, the movie was good. I'm right there with you though. Fight Club, I'm giving it a nine, man. Uh, it, it was, it's, 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 uh, it's really good. It's really good. But all right, man. Moving on, we got uh the next movie, movie number three today. We have American Psycho, released in 2000, directed by Mary Heron, written by Mary Heron and Guinevere Turner based on the novel by by Brett Easton Ellis, starring Christian Bale, Justin Theroux, Josh Lucas, and Bill Sage, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 69%. Nice. And a critic's consensus reading, if it falls short of the deadly satire of Brett Easton Ellis' novel, American Psycho still finds its own blend of horror and humor, thanks in part to a fittingly creepy performance by Christian Bale. In 87, Huey released this. Their most accomplished album. I think their undisputed masterpiece is Hip to Be Square. A song so catchy, most people probably don't listen to the lyrics, but they should, because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of friends, it's also a personal statement about the band itself. Hey, Paul! Ah! Now, how did you feel about American Psycho? It was absolutely insane. Um, Maybe uh, some might say psycho. (laughs) All right, guys, that's the end of the show. Um, (laughs) This was fun. Nah, like Christian Bale really just like, wow. Like at no point in this movie did I ever get the feeling that we were supposed to root for him, which I really liked. Like it was like the movie like off rip was like, yeah, this is somebody like you're not supposed to like really root for at all and like this movie like is all about privileged rich white people on wall street like if there was anyone african-american in this movie i think it was just the homeless dude that he ended up killing like middle of the movie yeah but he was just such a terrible guy like that's why like at the end of this movie i felt like weird like i like it was good but it was like also like i hated it because it was just like about a type of person that like I truly could never get behind. And so it was like, it was one of the few movies that we watched so far, like going in the order of the season Mm -hmm. that like the main character really is just genuinely the worst person on the screen. Like, and it it was like really conflicting in the end. But in in terms of the movie itself, it was cool of the way it was paced. Um, I loved how like there were little glimpses in his psyche throughout the movie that like gets you ready for his like inevitable, like, fully crazy ass moment at the end Mm -hmm. and so i really enjoyed that um my favorite scene was the business card scene where they're Mm. like looking at each other's business cards and he thought he was like sweet with his like fucking eggshell with gold writing or some white face yeah the off-white shit and then the dude comes in was like he pops up his little car holder he's like i got this and he like completely loses it in his own head Mm -hmm. i i love that um also, I've always enjoyed the beginning scene uh, where he kind of, not the beginning, but it's like, you know, a few minutes in where he's like breaking down his routine like that. That scene has been mimicked tons of times 
most notably when Margot Robbie did it uh, for Wolf of Wall Street. Was it Wolf of Wall Street? Sorry about that, folks. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty. Uh, some 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 bullshit happened, but we're back. Not that y'all know, fault. because we are not live, and that is a lie. Because your laptop died, you lying bastard. Um, <laughs> so you can go ahead and uh, continue with your thought if you had anything else to say. Uh, I think I was all done. I think we can go ahead and give it over to you. Awesome, man. Well, American Psycho. Uh, I saw that for the first time at some point, I think 2020 and or maybe it was 20, early 2021 point is I've seen it before. And the first time I saw it, uh, I liked it. I thought it was well-made, but I was also not aware that it was supposed to be a, uh, a black comedy, like a satire. And that I think fundamentally changes the experience, uh, just as a viewer, because it just makes it, um, it, it contextualizes everything. And once I realized that that was what the movie was supposed to be, it recontextualized everything that I'd just seen. Cause the first time I saw it, I was like, wow, what am I watching? And then I realized, Oh, they're making fun of a certain type of people, uh, person. And with that in mind, that definitely, uh, improves, uh, the movie, I think, uh, significantly, uh, Christian Bale, um, is putting on a masterclass in this. Uh, he, ah, man, like that, he is, that man is that man can do some some really incredible things like just with his with his craft. He's a very very talented, uh, hardworking man, and um, right. it, it, it shows in, in a movie like this. He just by one hundred percent. This does not work if your lead, if you're uh, Michael Bateman, is that his name? Uh, Bateman. I know it's something Bait. Uh, Nor Patrick Bateman. Excuse me. Uh, if your Patrick Bateman isn't as uh, just good as um, Christian Bale. Uh, I will say that um, actually, nah, I don't want to say that just because I don't think it's really all that relevant and it doesn't really matter. Um, basically, I, I just really enjoyed the movie and I do think that there's a lot of interesting commentary going on. And I actually am interested to read the novel that this is based on, uh, especially after reading the critic consensus and, and seeing how a lot of people don't um, feel that the movie necessarily... Um, uh, the, the, a lot of people feel that the movie falls short of uh, capturing the same satire and energy of the novel. So with that in mind, I'd like to read it. But all that being said, I still really enjoyed it. Um, I'd say of this set of four, this is probably my least favorite. Um, and that's not to say that this one isn't good because I still gave it a good score. Uh, it's just, again, that just speaks to the strength of the other three that this one uh, happens to be my uh, in my bottom four but it is a very mm. uh it is a very uh narratively thrilling movie especially once we get um through like the first i'd say like third um into it, it, actually no probably uh the first half almost like getting into the latter half is the more thrilling parts and i just like there's there's some sequences where we, we just get uh christian bale um just monologuing and just just chewing up a scene and they they always work man like every time like before he kills someone when he just gets to gets a chance to talk about something so <sighs> pointless something so dumb and trivial the way he talks about like music or like there's a moment where he gives a whole like uh, uh monologue about like the some some band and about like their music and shit like that and it's just 
but stuff like that really makes really he's makes talking it, to the prostitutes yeah yeah it's just like stuff yeah. like that or or when he's talking to uh that one character before like the thing happens to them like he just he's so like i said man christian bale makes this movie work if it wasn't for him i don't know uh the, actually i know for a fact this would not be as good and honestly don't know if it'd be uh very good without him um the oh like like you said the business card scene is great but um that's that's enough i think we can move on um just because at this point not really much to say so uh what, what do you give an american psycho eight out of ten all right bet same i'm actually right there with eight you like i'm i'm also right there eight out of ten four uh four and a half or excuse me four stars out of five so uh last movie today we have uh Memento, released in 2000, directed by Christopher Nolan, written by uh, Christopher Nolan, based on uh, a short story by Jonathan Nolan, starring Guy Pearce, Carrie Ann Moss, uh, excuse me, uh, Joe Pantoliano, and Mark Boone Jr., with a Rotten Tomato score of 93%, and a critics' consensus that reads, Christopher Nolan skillfully guides the audience through Memento's fractured narrative, steeping his film in existential dread. The crazy part was that this guy, who couldn't even follow the plot of Green Acres anymore, could do the most complicated things as long as he learned before the accident and as long as he kept his mind on what he was doing. Now, the doctors assure me that there's a real condition called anterograde memory loss or short-term memory loss. It's rare, but legit. But every time I see him, I catch this look, this slight look of recognition. But he says he can't remember me at all. Uh, go go ahead, man. Kick us off. What you what you think about Memento? I just would like to say I'm thoroughly tired of Christopher Nolan. I'm I'm tired of it. Damn. Every time I watch his movies, <laughs> mind fuck. I, I come away <laughs> more confused than the last time. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Like, it, I don't feel like I should be going to the movies and be taking a fucking pop quiz. Like, it, it, I feel like the, the idea I feel taking tests is how I feel watching a Christopher Nolan movie. Because, like, because, like, how the fuck? Because, like, how the fuck? How the fuck? Like, you could go back and watch the like I've seen Memento maybe once or twice before I saw this for the first time, and I'm still like, it's still hard trying to follow the thread. Because, like, just when you think you you got it. He'll pull you back and start the story, start the day all over again. And I'm like, hey, you, you so want, I'm just tired of him. I'm tired of it. You, you want Memento? You want to put you on some game real quick? Put me on some game. Hey, man. Uh, all the color scenes in, in Memento are moving backwards chronologically, and all the black and white scenes are moving forward. And so... Um, if you play like if you if you watch the movie like let's say someone someone put together a supercut of all the black and white scenes they would flow naturally and if someone put a, put together a supercut of all the uh, color scenes but then reverse them it would play like the the two lines would uh, like meet the same way they do in the movie so like it would like it would make total sense by that by the end of it. Wow! So might need to make that supercut. We gonna make a supercut. The breaks and B rolls cut. <laughs> the breaks and- on the way. Twenty twenty four uh yeah you could do that shit nah we doing it we gonna call it call it mementos memento what mementos memento 
But that don't even. Hey, move on, move on. Mementos. No, no. For Memento. No, move on, move on. Sponsored by Memento. Mentos. Get, get, nope. Get move on. And Coca Cola. Move so on. It can explode in your mind. Move on. Move on. Tallahassee <laughs> Tooks. Move on. Ah, Tallahassee Tooks. But no, like uh, real talk though. Memento was the mind fuck that this psychological thriller category needed. It just it's. It's not only is it a psychological ride for uh, Sam Roswell's Bob Roswell. Uh, That's not him. Wrong who? name. The main character. What's his name? Guy Pierce, like the actor. Yeah. Oh yeah, Guy Pierce. That's his name. In the movie or his real name? His real name is his real name is Guy Pierce. In the movie, his name is Leonard Shelby. Leonard Shelby is who I'm thinking of. Is what I yeah. wanted to get to, but I don't yeah. know where I got to say. He looks like Sam Rockwell to me. I've always thought that actor looked like Sam Rockwell. Low key, I see it. Low key. Yeah, yeah. So um, he does an amazing job. It's just like, and I also thought the guy with the glasses. I always think that's Bill Burr. It's not Bill Burr. It honestly though, like I don't even blame blame me for that. Like I get it. Like I'm always like, bro, that's gotta be like it's gotta be Bill Burr. I'm a fan of that actor, so I don't think that, but I get it. Like I definitely get. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. For sure. But nah, just watching this movie, um, I kind of like the concept of how it kind of starts over. It seems like it kind of starts over, but in different parts of like his story in the movie. And then it'll go and then it'll be, bring you right back. And then it'll go and it'll bring you back. All like to, you know, in Christopher Nolan's style, you know, really just kind of t- not telling the non-linear, non-linear story, which is really cool. It's one of his biggest strong suits as a filmmaker. And also really, really love the fact that the movie starts, ends where it starts. Like the ending of the movie is the beginning of the movie. That is mm-hmm. insane to me yeah, um, yeah, in a really sure. interesting way to, to tell your story. But I love the cinematography. Like you mentioned kind of it, you mentioned some of it kind of in the editing of how he did the black and white and he did uh, color in the movie. Uh, kind of reminded me of Tarantino a little bit, uh, like in Kill Bill and stuff like that. But all in all, I enjoyed it. It's just I'm like tired of being mindfucked by Christopher Nolan. <laughs> but yeah, uh, under understandable, understandable. I will say I saw this for the first time um, in twenty around 2015, around the first or maybe 2014, because uh, I saw it um, for the first time after I saw Inception. Because I remember mm. um, this, this is a really Memento is really formative for me in my like love of movies and like just like getting to the point where I am now. Uh, because the first one, one of the first movies I ever saw that really like opened my eyes to what cinema could be was Inception. And afterwards, I had a friend and I was like, yo, like you got any more movies that like you think like are that are like this, that have the same feeling that oh, that will make me think and like just really blow my mind like this. And um, I had he gave me uh, to the machinist uh, also uh, that's actually starring Christian Bale and uh, Memento and watching memento this is probably my i can't even i don't even know how many times i've seen this movie at this point but every time i get something different and i think it took all these times to get to this point where i think i've gotten i think i had the best watch i've ever had the most recent time i watched it for this show uh just because everything started to click and i really started to see things a little bit differently and um it is just it's just a masterpiece to me like it's like listen literally because I, I i had this i had the idea in my head i was like oh like i think everything's in color everything's black and white and so i watched it with that in mind and literally like watching those sequences it that is exactly what it is like the movie is edited 
in a way like it's it's such a master class in editing like it's so it's so fascinating the way that it's able to 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 move and it feels so organic because we as an audience are in are are put in the exact same position that Leonard Shelby is in like he can't remember things for too long mm-hmm. and like he always like he, he restarts every time and every time we get to a new scene it's like we started from scratch or right. and it and the the scene leads up to like the and it just occurred to me that we're like spoiling the the whole bit of a memento but again if you've seen the movie you know this already and if you haven't seen the movie please go watch it because even though that we're saying all this it's still going to leave you fucking awestruck um and so seeing it though it was like like it's just like the way that like things will happen and then we'll get to the end of the scene like it'll end like he'll and like as similar to him like we'll forget what just happened and then the next scene will go up right up until the la- the ending of the most pre- of the previous scene and mm-hmm. it goes that way the entire way the, the entire movie and it can get uh it's 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 really just uh it's 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 it's, it's, it's kind of, it, i can imagine it can get exhausting paying attention to if you're not like in if you're not like paying super close attention cuz you might not pay you might not pick up on that yeah. but it's um i i honestly Hot take. I think this is like this is Christopher Nolan's best thing. Like, I don't think he's touched this since. Um, I, I just because like Inception's great. Inception will be always be one of my all time favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, like, but I, I just I don't think because I I think like something that would uh hold Memento excuse me Inception back would be like the fact that I think by that point in his career. Uh, he didn't really care about it felt it feels like he stopped caring about writing compelling characters and was more interested in like telling movies with like interesting spectacles and don't get mm-hmm. me wrong there's some interesting aspects to the characters in inception but through and through i would not say that character writing is nolan's strongest point and yeah, I it feel feels like, i feel the same way about tenet and and tenet is like the prime example like i think tenet might be one of the worst things he's ever created not because like tenet's necessarily bad i still really enjoy tenet but like, if you take any second to like, it's it's definitely a movie. It feels like a movie like about. Some, it feels like someone who had an idea for a movie and then just like decided to like make some people shape props and was like, okay, I like this idea. I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna bring this idea to life with these props that are masquerading as people, and mm. then it's going to unfold that way. But it doesn't have like, if you take any moment, any time to think about it, it kind of falls apart. The characters are all kind of like. Uh, mediocre like none of them yeah yeah, none of them really stand out above one or two aspects and like it's just just all around not not very not a great uh yeah (laughs) not trash but it's not a great uh showcase of like uh good good character writing whereas in this shut the fuck up whereas in (laughs) this though it feels like um like by the end of it i get leonard shelby and there's a moment uh, like there, there's, and the reason I say that this is my most, this is my favorite viewing of it, the entire movie, is because the way that we as uh character, the we as an audience, uh, just get to sit with what Leonard is going through, and then just like some of the the dialogue that the conversations that he has within the movie, and the way that it talks about memory, and the way memory, uh, memory, memory is relationship with time, and the way all that stuff kind of plays in and out of each other it's just such a it's such a complete movie it feels like in terms of its thematics and it's so it's honestly one of the things that i think uh nolan definitely does better in his early works like i think 
even though I think this is his best thing, I definitely think um, it's, it's movies that come right behind it are like The Dark Knight, The Prestige. I haven't seen an Interstellar in a long time, but I have a feeling Interstellar might be up there as well. But my point is, um, it just feels like this was like Nolan's peak when it came to character writing. Maybe I, I might be a little mistaken on that just because it's been so long since I've seen The Prestige. Um, and because I, I feel like that's the only other thing that might hold a candle to it. And I guess you could say The Dark Knight, but it's almost a, it's, it's almost a cop out to me because you have X amount of comic to lot to, to fall back on when you write Batman or Joker or something like that. So like that's mm-hmm. that's not really necessarily coming from his head more so like he's got inspiration and shit like that. This Nick here. Right. Y'all can't see what he's doing. Um, but all that to say. Uh, Memento is one of my all-time favorite movies. It is, uh, like I said, it's really formative. It's been really formative for me, um, just as a as a movie lover, and I think just as a concept, it is uh, arguably Nolan's best. And it's not even his idea. If I'm, uh, it's Jonathan Nolan's. It's based like he um, fleshed this short story out into a, a feature-length movie, um, and it it is it is one hell of a one hell of a feature, and it is uh, it's really great. And I think it's my favorite of this uh, this set right here. Um, and mm. this, this is a pretty strong set. I think uh, Fight Club's my favorite. Understandable. I think. I think. Yeah. Like I said, I think I have a uh, I have a lot of um I have a, a strong relationship with Memento, yeah. which is why it's my favorite. But um, yeah, that that wraps up this this set of four men. Really uh, glad we to gotta get rate the other bitch. Oh, we do Memento. We we haven't rated this one. So uh, what what you giving it? Oh, 8.5 out of 10. Solid. I'm, I'm 10. 10. 10 out of 10 right there, like masterpiece to me. Like this, like I said, I've got a really strong uh, connection to this movie. And um, I, I'm just really, this, especially in this most recent rewatch, it was really, uh, really satisfying. But um, that, that wraps up this episode. We finished it. That those are, uh, those are our reviews for this set of four. We still have, uh, three more sets to go. 12 movies. Really excited. Um, next week's episode, uh, has got some fucking heaters. Oh my yeah. gosh, bro. Like I'm, I'm not going to tell y'all just, I'm just let y'all like, you can go find it if you really try hard enough. Like there's, it's out there. Like you can find the list on like our letterbox. They're like on Instagram or something, but this, this next episode has got like some, some of my right here. It has two of my all time favorites, arguably three. Um, and it's, it's just going to be such a fucking great, great episode. Really excited for this season. Uh, we got a lot of good shit coming out. Um, but uh, really appreciate y'all uh, checking us out again, staying, staying with us. Uh, you already know, if you're listening to this show, you can find it anywhere you get podcasts. Uh, you can find us on social media at brackets underscore B-rolls. Um, leave us five-star ratings and reviews uh, and share the show with your friends because those five-star ratings and reviews uh, help us get organic exposure. And if you have any friends that are into movies or anything like this and you feel that they would really... Uh, that they would get something out of listening to our show, whether that be entertainment or just hearing our thoughts and opinions about like cinema and shit like that. That'd be really fun. Uh, and we'd really appreciate that because the more, the more, the merrier. Uh, where can they find you at, man? You can catch me on Instagram. I'm sorry about that. Y'all boys. I will 
was distracted. But y'all can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. So it's going to be C period U-A-T-R-O-I-V. And you catch me on Twitter at underscore Quattro IV, C-U-A-T-R-O-I-V. I really, I got some tweet heat tweets out there, y'all boys. Please follow me on Twitter. Respect, respect. Honestly, I don't be seeing them a lot. My algorithm don't really be fucking with you like that. Like, I don't really be seeing what you be tweeting. That's crazy, bro. I, see, I always see your tweets. So yeah, I know. I, like them I know I you be them. you be showing I love. Be commenting you be showing, too. Yeah, you be showing love. You be interacting and shit. I, I respect. You have that. a good. You have a really good Twitter, bro. You be you be popping off. I appreciate that, man. Hey, I ain't even gonna hold you. I can I definitely be... tell. I can definitely tell when you when you, when you got a little courage in you, girl, because you be in your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga said. This nigga said he can tell when I got some courage in me. That's crazy. I mean, I ain't even gonna lie. Like. You could probably, if you look at through my TL, you could definitely tell like when it's when it's going on, because this it be happening around the same time every night too. I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> hey, that's you know what niggas ain't shit, bro. I'm <laughs> talking about this, <laughs> <laughs> bro, bro. I just be like dead ass. I am so I be just be thinking, yo. I just be like, yo, and I, I be wanting to get it out get there. Introspective. No, dead ass though. I just be like, fuck. That's a, that's a thought I just had. Damn. And tweet. then, <laughs> no, dead ass. I'll be like, shit, ah, right, let me tweet that. I'm finna kill it with this. <laughs> hey, this, hey, this is gonna hit. This is gonna hit. Ah. <laughs> be, be mad as fuck. This shit get like three likes. Like, bruh. Bruh. <laughs> bruh. Only Xavier comment. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, Xavier, Xavier, uh, be fucking with a nigga too, though. Like, I fuck with Zay the long way. Bro, he funny as hell, bro. So funny, bro. So Where can they find funny. you on Twitter, bro? Where you be popping off? Oh, hey man, y'all go y'all boys can check me out on the Twitter at uh, flyguy.ty. Oh, that's Instagram. My oh. bad. Flyguy.ty7 2 eyes of fly. You can find me on Instagram at flyguy.ty 2 eyes of fly again, of course, cuz I got two eyes of fly in both of my names cuz uh I remember I tried to make flyguy.ty on Instagram and that was taken, so I just was like, "Eh, let me throw a second Y in there." And then I did the same thing on Twitter. And yeah. Would you have did the same thing if there was like two Y's already taken? Like, would you have done three Y's? I feel like that would have been excessive. I feel like I would have. <laughs> like, I feel like I would have had to tr- uh, just go a different route. If it, if it was if it was two was already taken, I'd be like, yeah, this ain't it. Bro, well, who would you be, bro? Like, who would you be? <sighs> my life Whole would be so nigga, different, bro. Yeah. My life would be so different if I wasn't Fly Guy Ty. Like, I, I shit you not, that name came to me my sophomore year of high school. My coach. Like my basketball coach, he said that shit fucking around. Like he, somebody asked me, we was in a, I was on my way to a tournament or something, and one of my teammates was like, "Hey, yo, Ty, what's your uh, Snapchat or some shit?" And then my coach, being the comedian that he is, uh, <laughs> shout 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 out to Coach Sparks, man. That's a real nigga. I fuck with Coach Sparks a long way for real. I ain't seen him or talked to him in a long time, but that is that's my guy. Um, it's all love. But I see, I he was like, "Oh, what's it like, flag out Ty or some dumb shit?" And I was like. No, but hang on, like, <laughs> nigga, it might need to be. Hang on, that's like you kind of snap with that one. Hang on, hey, for real, so I got Quattro, bro. It was like somebody in my church was like, "Hey, Quattro," and I was like, "Hey, whoa, hey, wait that's a second, me, but like, hey, that might be, <laughs> hey, yeah, like that ain't me, but like, it might need to be, like, <laughs> exactly." <laughs> nah, for real, but uh, yeah, that's where y'all can catch uh, both of us at. Again, really appreciate y'all for tuning in. I hope y'all have as much fun uh, listening to these as we have recording them because it's, it's a really great time just watching these movies, talking about them with my boy. Uh, but uh, I think that's about it. We'll see y'all next week. We got a heater coming. But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, brackets and B-rolls. B-rolls. <laughs>